Welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. This week we're having a bit of a catch-up, chatting about what we've been doing over the last few months and our plans for the rest of the year. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin. We usually start with talking about the weather, don't we? So what's the weather like in England? Right, it is an absolutely beautiful sunny day, not too hot, although I think it is, uh, you know, getting weather warnings, it's going to be too warm for us in the next few days. What's too warm for the north of England? Oh, probably not nowhere near as hot as in Paris. I know we were talking the other day and I was complaining that it was like, you know, 25, 26 degrees, which is, uh, yeah, probably not as hot as it is with you. Uh, yeah, it's about 30 degrees at the moment today. Oh, so, and there's not a cloud in the sky as well. Luckily, this park has been built. It was more for the more for the weather for for snow and for rain, but you know there's, there's a lot of undercover places so that you can you can actually get almost around the park without actually having to go outside that much. There's a lot of places to go and hide in the shade. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I think if you've got the heat, if there's air conditioning everywhere, then it, it's not too bad. When you go to Disney World, yeah, everywhere's air conditioned, so you can escape from it. But we're just not geared up. Houses in the UK are designed to retain the heat. There's no aircon or anything, so yeah, it's boiling. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit too hot. So what have you been up to then, Amanda? Yeah, well, I've had a bit of a break from recording the podcast. So if you're a regular listener, you'll know Martin's recorded a few episodes with some of our colleagues, but I haven't been around for a few months. I haven't been on just a great big long holiday, unfortunately, but we have been so busy, haven't we, with people back traveling, lots of new inquiries. And we've also got a few extra members of the Fairytale team as well. If you listen to a couple of the other ones, you might have heard Rebecca and Emma. And they've joined the team as well. More hands on deck to help you with your trips to Orlando and to Paris. Yeah, absolutely. It is good to have some other people um, as part of the team. And they're all sort of Disney experts, same as us. They they love going to the, the parks. And um, I think a couple of them coming over to see you very soon, aren't they? Yeah, so a couple of them are coming over in, in September. And then do you want to start by telling us what you've been doing in Paris then over the last few months? Because lots and lots of stuff been going on in Disneyland Paris. Yeah, obviously it was like the 30th celebration started beginning of, of March. So that was really, really good. The new show, Dreamshire Writer, is really, really great. It's just basically an outdoor party. There's not really much of a plot to it. You're just outside. Characters come down, the big cavalcade, loads of dance numbers up on these stages on the Central Plaza. And it's just really fun, especially in the sun. You stand there and have an ice cream. And the songs are really, really catchy as well. The drone show, I actually went to go to the drones last night. Uh, and that the looks and, incredible. How uh, they do that 30 in the sky just looks amazing. It, it's amazing. And I tell you what, every single time I've watched it, the entire audience goes, <gasps> like, it's such a, it's such a wow moment that it, it makes, it, 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 you get goosebumps to sort of talking about it. It's so good. If you haven't seen it live, go and watch it. it it's amazing. It's a brilliant part of the 30th uh, uh, celebration. And there'll be more drone stuff going on at some point with Disneyland Paris. The main thing has been Avengers Campus. That. Disneyland Paris. Yeah, not heard anything about that on your social media. Very quiet. So I was lucky enough to go to a couple of preview days. And then I went to the opening day and I went to opening night as well, where there, were, where there was a surprise for most people. Um, drone show, actually, and with fireworks and the characters came out. And it was just amazing. It's a one-off kind of show that, that they did just for the opening. But... Avengers Campus is, if you've seen any of the social media posts, you'll know how much I love uh, Avengers Campus. I did an entire podcast talking about it as well, and it's just been ravaging on base. I know we even covered everything, but it's amazing. Unlike other parts of the park where, you know, there's not a huge amount kind of going on, it's just kind of theming, 
there is pretty much always a character or character interaction or something like that going on at some point. So, you know, Captain America, Sam Wilson version, will just come out and they come out onto this sort of amazing sort of car and then come out and then do meet and greets and walk around the, the campus. And then you might get Captain Marvel up by the Quinjet waving. You turn around and then suddenly Thor and Loki are, are around and then they do a little show. There's a couple of little shows to watch every day. They're not timed. You don't know when they're going to be on. You just have to hang around and wait for them. Yeah, I think if you're a Marvel fan, booking to go and stay at Hotel New York and then, yeah, spending your, your time at Avengers Campus. I mean, that would be any Marvel's fan dream, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, on the preview day, I think I spent six and a half, seven hours there on the second preview day. I could go on like, the Spider-Man ride again and again and again. Well, obviously, now it, it's open to the public. Queues are slightly longer, so I can't spend quite as long in the park as well it's absolutely amazing and if you who are a marvel fan even if you're not particularly a marvel fan i've been into there with people who are particularly massive marvel fans but they kind of appreciate the sort of the level of detail there is to it and the two rides are really great as well yeah i'm very lucky to have a whole new land in paris and, and it's not stopping there is it there's going to be lots of expansion over the next few years yeah so you're going to have the lake which is going to be amazing speaking to people in imagineering and they were saying remember you know the lake by Expedition Everest in yeah. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that they use the kite tails at the minute, yeah. Yeah, it, it's about that sort of size. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the, there will be a nighttime show that's going to take place. And then Frozen Land is going to be at the back um, of that as well. So that's going to be amazing to be able to go and meet all the characters from there and actually go to Arendelle. Very lucky to have all these things still to come. So I haven't made it out to Paris yet, but I feel like I have. Uh, see all well, the like and everything. <laughs> um, but I was over in Disney World in February. And I've got another trip booked for September, so just like just a month away. I've been really busy planning that. And the February trip, that was the first one with with Genie Plus. We're going to be recording a show about um, that in the next few weeks, aren't we? Because that is quite different if people have been before and used to Fast Pass. Yeah, it's quite a different system. For some people, it's a bit controversial. My opinion is just you can't look at the past. You can't look at it that if there was a free option before. That's gone now. You've got to look at what there is currently. How many rides did you kind of get to sort of to do when you were over there? Yeah, it, do you know, it, I mean, it was really busy. Given it was like off season, I think that's the busiest I've ever seen the park. So I was quite surprised about that. I didn't buy it every single day, but the days we did it, I would say in the Magic Kingdom, you could easily be getting four or five rides in with it. Maybe in the, some of the other parks, it's more like three or four. But I wasn't spending like whole days open to close in the parks either. I was doing it sort of more leisurely pace. So it's definitely worth doing it for some parks more than others. I think the Magic Kingdom got a lot more rides and attractions, so you're just gonna you've got more to go at, haven't you, to be able to use it. Whereas maybe someone like the Animal Kingdom, you know, less rides, less need for it. Yeah. But yeah, but we can have a yeah a real deep dive and and talk about what we think about about Genie Plus, how to maximise your use of it. What you don't want to do is pay for it and then only get a one or two things really yeah of course it, it, it is an extra cost when you work it out per ride it isn't actually work out particularly a huge amount when you work it out that way and also you're going to save quite a bit of time it's something we're going to be doing a podcast about soon so if you do have any questions then just let us know and then of course you're looking forward to your next trip are you gonna be using genie plus when you go on your next trip yeah so this trip i bought the tickets that already have the genie plus included so we've got it for the, for the whole time See, those tickets are on open with, you know, they're not on sale anymore for future trips. So you have got to pay per day. So that was quite a good deal. So I think that was worth, worth having. Yeah. Give, it an, give it another go. I mean, I would say the, the, the very best thing, like if you're staying on site, is to take advantage of that early opening into the parks, certainly for the bigger rides. 
it's only half an hour. It doesn't seem like much of an advantage, but it really, really is, you know, to get ahead of the crowd. So you know, if you don't want to do Genie Plus and you are staying on site, I can't sort of stress it enough, you know, really get to the parks early. Don't get that half an hour early, get that an hour, yeah, hour yeah. And, you know, hour and a half early because they'll start letting you in, you know, before the advertised time and the parks. They're quiet. I don't think there's any quiet times at Disney anymore. Are no, 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 no. They're quite quieter. But the other things that, that were new when I was there in February were the new things in Galaxy's Edge. So I went on Rise of the Resistance for the first time which is my new favourite ride. Just in- incredible. You know, it's such a good ride. I mean, the queues do get long. That's one of the rides you can buy these individual lightning lanes for, but I think it's worth it. It's a long ride. And I'm not even a massive Star Wars fan. I do like Star Wars, but I was completely blown away by it. You know, really, really good. And then we went to Ogre's Cantina as well, which ah, yeah. I really, really enjoyed. It's really good fun. Feels like you're, you know, properly in Star Wars in the the bar there. Some really fun drinks. I mean, it's not a restaurant. It is just drinks and snacks. You get an allocated amount of time to stay there. So we we were seated at a table, but some of it is just standing room. But yeah, it's, it was good. Again, we'll perhaps do a, a show and, and talk about Galaxy's Edge and Ogre's Cantina. But uh, yeah, that, any Star Wars fan, yeah, do that. That's one of the things that's drawing me back to Orlando is is to go to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, uh, to go and do there, of course. And, and then, did you get a chance to go on to to see Remy as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a bit of a false start with that because we had my individual lightning lane for that queued up and everything, and uh, it broke down. It, oh. it's, it can happen, concert, which is, but then they are very good. They just reschedule it for you, and so yeah, I did go and get to see Remy as well. And looking forward to going back and going on that again. So. That is no longer one of the individual lightning lanes. It's just in the normal Genie Plus section. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. And But that whole area in France now, you know, they've expanded it. It's so pretty. You've got the Beauty and the Beast sing-along show there. You've got the, the creperies, so you can you know, buy all your lovely crepes. And it's hard to imagine quite how far back they've gone. It just seems so much bigger than it was before. And then you've got that nice exit on the Skyliner to be whisked away to wherever yes. you want to be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rather than having to walk all the way back to uh, the front of the park, which is good. Which, speaking of which as well, we went to tour the new Riviera Resort, which is on the Skyliner. Oh, yes. Uh, so that is, it's a Disney Vacation Club property, but you, you can book the rooms there. We do have quite limited availability. But again, another new favourite was the, uh, the character breakfast at Topolino's there, which I really, really enjoyed. I mean, we went, we didn't have any kids with us. It was just adults, but it was still really good fun seeing Mickey and the gang in all their sort of Riviera outfits. I would say the food is the best of most of the, the character dining locations. They only do the character breakfast. The restaurant is open in the evening, but that's for, it's not character dining. In yeah. The and although it is breakfast, they serve right till 12 o'clock. So it's brunch. Early Leisurely night. breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice. And they have like a rooftop terrace. So after you've eaten, you can go out there to view. It's a nice viewing point, take photographs, but there's also some very, very comfortable seating. So had a nice sort of <laughs> half an hour or so, having a little relax in the sun. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're sitting there thinking, this is perfect. This is just where I want to be. Lovely meal. And then sitting in the sunshine. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Sounds very nice. Is that where you're going to go back to on this next trip? Yeah, I have rebooked Topolino because <laughs> it is, it's hard to get. I think just generally, I think things, uh, getting dining reservations is hard at the minute. 
there's still, I would say, staffing issues. You know, the restaurants are not pro- properly staffed back up. So you, know, you, you go to restaurants, they're not all full. And so you're thinking, well, why could I not get a reservation for this? But it's mainly due to staffing issues, I imagine. Uh, so that is making getting dining reservations hard. So things like Ogre's Cantina, Topolino's, you know, you've got to be right on it at your 60 days before you go. Or my big tip is check the day before because people will always cancel. The $10, do they? Yeah, so exactly. You, they're going to get charged a no-show fee if they don't cancel the day before. So you see lots and lots of even really, really hard to get reservations dropped. So even if you've been trying for the whole 60 days before without any luck, it's always worth trying, you know, in the, in the day before to pick things up. Yeah, of course, give you go. Now, imagine one thing that you might not go on next time is the new Guns of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, right? Right, yeah. because I know how much you love roller coasters, uh, so yeah. maybe you won't be going on to this one. I know. Do you know what? I'm so torn because I desperately want to go on it. You know, it looks so amazing. I love Guardians, but I, I keep reading these things about people having yeah, motion sickness issues and sort of it is quite a spinny ride. So I think I'm just going to have to take a call when, when I get there as to whether I'm brave enough. It's a great photography on that. On there that. is, because I've seen people's photographs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is. You can see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll so, have to see. What, uh, no photo, no proof. Yeah. I we didn't have it, I'm afraid. So Yeah, well, I would say I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm on the maybe 30% going, 70% not, so I'm not <laughs> out too much. But I might have to get the others to go and ride it first and then sort of feedback to me. And, uh, and so go to Topolino's first, go and have, go with an empty stomach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the thing with that one is you've got, obviously, they've got the virtual queuing for it. So you've got to go on and then, you know, you get your boarding group and get called during the day or you can pay and do the individual lightning lane. Again, it's one of them. I think it's probably worth paying for it. I would say Rise of Resistance and, you know, the Guardians Ride probably are worth paying for. I mean, it's a lot of money, isn't it? But then you've paid so much for your holiday. They are the top rides. So you want to make sure you're going to get on them. You'd be very disappointed if you went and then just, and then, for whatever reason, couldn't get it, get on to Rise, for example. Yeah, exactly. Be disappointed. $15, you know, so... Well, you know... So you've got a large family, it adds up, but in the grand scheme of things... But how much you paid for the entire trip is yeah, dropping yeah. the ocean, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth mentioning, there, there are quite a few things I think could change, you know, when I was there. I think everything is much more geared now to kind of like mobile ordering, doing everything yeah. on your, your app. So, you know, alongside booking your Genie Pluses, doing your virtual queues. So you're on your phone, I think, a lot more than, than yeah. you used to yeah. be. Which, you know, there's still downsides to that. You know, you need to make sure you've still got time just to look around and enjoy things rather than head down on your phone all the time. And also make sure you've got a power bank or you mm. check in advance where you can go and charge your phone because the battery soon starts to, uh, to run down when, you, when you're on it all the time. I liked the mobile ordering for the quick service meals. So, you know, that is, is, is a really good way to, you know, you're not waiting in, in lines. You just can book the time that you want to have your, your quick service meal um, ahead and then just tap on when you've arrived at the restaurant yeah. and the food yeah. turns up. And I think they've got it a lot better now because you can put in any um, dietary requirements, any special requests. And yeah, so I thought that worked really, really well. But don't take loads of dollars with you because pretty much everything is cashless. They've got mobile ordering now in Paris as well. And because not many people know about it, you basically just jump at the queue uh, yeah. and, and your food's pretty much already ready and waiting for you. So it's great when you want to go in and, and grab your food and then wander straight out of it and you get all these people looking at you like, where's he in that queue? What's that queue? 
Yeah, how did he yeah. get the fast pass? How did he get that key? Was he suddenly got being served first and things like that? So. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in Disney World, at busy times, they're not even letting you go into the quick service restaurant. You've got to show them, here's my mobile order thing that's, you know, buzz me to come and pick it up. And you're only allowed to go in if you've got that. They don't want people just going in and uh, taking up tables. Yeah. Which is good because when you've got your food, then you've definitely got somewhere to sit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that if is you're quite not. Yeah, if you're not all geared up with the tech and not into the mobile ordering, I think that does make it a little bit bit tricky. Well, also you're on your phone and, you know, you get a message come through. You don't want to be like, I try I put my phone onto airplane mode whenever I'm sort of in the parks because I want to be in the moment, not yeah. getting text messages, not getting group text messages about cats and things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want, I'll find that out later. That's okay. I don't need to know that whilst they're in the park or about to go meet a character or something like that. So, I mean, I used to quite like the kiosk you used to get for Fast Pass Plus where you used to tap your magic band and you could do it all on there. So it's a shame Genie Plus on those. I assume those have all been taken away, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They've got the blue umbrella stands, so they've got some cast members the, yeah. Um, yeah. throughout the park. So if you're having problems with anything, um, you know, making your Genie Plus reservations or other issues with your app, then you can go to them rather than having to queue up at guest services and, you know, they're really, really helpful and, and can sort those things out for you. Um, but it is, you know, we said it to our clients, it's worth just getting yourself familiar with the My Disney Experience app before you go, just so that you're not, you, you don't want to be arriving and then downloading the app for the pretty much the first time and taking a look at it, you know, standing at the front of the Magic Kingdom. You need to do that a little bit of prep. Um, yeah. And then I'm also excited for when I go in September because I've got the new Magic Bands as well. We've got the Magic Band. Yes, yes. New, new Magic Band Plus uh, we launched quite recently as well, is it? So I assume you're going to be treating yourself to an upgrade. I definitely will be. I mean, from what I've read, I'm not sure how great they are, but I can't not have it. You know, I've got to well, it's try it out. <laughs> it's, the thing is, like, I, can't, I don't actually know where my Magic Band is. It's in a box somewhere and I have no idea where it is. So I'd have to buy another one. Anyway, whilst I was there, and I just want a new one anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, well, you might as well just get the extra. And then it, it's got these things where interacts with you a bit more and, and things, and it will glow in time with the fireworks and harmonious. And you can hold your hands, so it means you can put your arms in the air like you're at a concert. Yeah. yeah. It's not essential, but I mean, if no. you, I mean, I think the magic bands are brilliant. If you're staying on site, particularly, I yeah. would buy a magic oh. band. I think it's just so much more convenient. The Magic Band Plus is, I mean, people have been complaining a little bit because they, they do require charging. And if you're doing yeah. interactive things, then it soon loses its charge. But even then, you can still use it for all the essential things. So you can still use it to get into the parks, your Genie Plus and all the rest of it, even if it's kind of down on the charge. So I've got a very nice orange bird one on order. So Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, looking forward to, to getting that. Very nice. Excellent. Yeah, and you've got a, a new Disney experience coming up. From what I I understand I mean, you must you've done most Disney things now. You've been to all the park. Yes, can be left. I've been to every single park in the world, but I haven't been on a Disney cruise before. Just mm-hmm. for one reason or another, I've been on quite a few different cruise lines. I've been lucky enough to be invited by a lot of different cruise lines to go and sail with them to go and try them out. But I've never done a Disney cruise before, and then I had the opportunity to go on one this September. And so I've taken the opportunity and I'll be going on the Disney Magic and be sailing around the, the UK. So I'll be going to Stonehenge and to Cork and to Liverpool and Belfast. I've never been to Belfast, so it's going to be interesting for me. Liverpool is where our head office conference is going to be later on in the year. So I, I can go and do a bit of scouting there because I think I've only actually been to Liverpool once. So I don't really know it particularly well. But I'm really looking forward to going on board. We're actually going to record a podcast all about it'd be one before going on the cruise and then one afterwards of 
what questions do you have about cruising? Because there's a lot of people who have done the parks would like to do a Disney cruise, but they're just a bit unsure about it. If you've never done a cruise before, it's a different type of holiday compared to what you're used to sort of elsewhere. And it's kind of what to expect. So we're going to be recording one where I'm going to be asking Amanda a lot of questions because you're <laughs> you're quite a seasoned sailor, aren't you? Yeah, I've been on I've got quite a few Disney cruises and I absolutely love them. And I would say even if you have been on cruises before, Disney have got a few unique things and special things, as you would expect. You know, they've got to do things a little bit different to others. And yeah, I absolutely love Disney cruises. So I've done them in the Caribbean and then I did the staycation one in the UK last summer. I've booked the staycation one. Well, it's not the staycation, we're going from Dover to Spain for next year, 20, yes, yes. 23. September. And then I'm also booked on The Wish in Well, the brand February. new ship. No. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to. So I think I've been on all of the other ships. So the wish I've got, I've got to complete the collection you know you've got, you've you got have to, to yeah, yeah yeah so i think this is gonna be the problem for me when i've been on this one on the magic i will then want to go into every other disney ship to compare and also because of the experience as well so i it's they're gonna give me a little taste knowing that they're gonna get me addicted and hooked to disney cruises yeah that is the problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but no, it's, I mean, I'm so disappointed I can't come as well, but I think I, I get back the you day you're going. So yeah, so yeah, man, yeah, yeah. so work, you wouldn't but... have time to get down to Dover. Uh, no, I think that, yeah, and I'm, I'm so, uh, yeah, and I'm not curtailing, you know, cutting my Disney uh, world trip short, so you'll just have to go without me. Come and see me in Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, you're not that far away from Liverpool, you can go away. I'm really close to Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. And then, fact, I, I've done a couple of ship visits on the Disney ships in Liverpool when they've docked when they've been doing those British Isles cruises but they probably won't let me on this time will they but I can come and wave at you from the, yeah, uh, from the dock. well I, I should yeah. I'm going to come ashore into Liverpool we've only got one day at sea uh, and I really wanted to go off and explore the ship so there might be like a day that I might just not bother going ashore and then spend the entire day just exploring the ship and seeing everything there is to do yeah. whilst I'm bored because I'm obviously going to do a thing in the evening but I think your evenings are quite tied up because you're going to go and do, you've got your dining and then you're going to go to a show and then you're going to have other things to do as well. So I think to actually make most of the actual ship itself, I need to have a day properly whilst everyone else is ashore. Yeah, I think time operates differently when you're on cruises because it just goes, doesn't it? There is so much yeah. to do and to cram in. Yeah, the, the time just seems to, to run away. But when you say Liverpool, for instance, where the ships um, dock, it is right in the city centre by the live building. So, you know, you, you walk off the ship and you, you're right there. So you could easily just get off and do half a day and just yeah. taste for the city, go and do a few things and then have plenty of time back on the ship. The Magic is it's a beautiful ship and a, a, a large cruise ship, but it's not as big as some others. So... I think it's a nice, classy ship. You'll have an amazing time. Be brilliant. And the dining is yeah. good. And yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing I'm thinking I'm looking forward to is the dining. The rotational dining does sound really interesting to go into the different restaurants when you're going across the state. And I just think just, just the whole atmosphere as well, like to go and see characters in the park, because I'm here all the time, I don't usually kind of bother unless I'm kind of with people. But I think there, I, you you you've got these times and some of them you can pre-book as well some of you just sort of just turn up so i think it'd be, it'd be great i'll be able to go and meet the characters as well so yeah really looking forward to to, to sailing with disney for the first time and I, and I think i will get the bug now speaking about sailing with disney one of our blogs that we recently put on was amy's blog all about sailing with disney 
so do you want to uh, introduce us to Amy? Yeah, so you might have seen if you um, follow our um, Facebook page or on our Instagram that we've recently started working with a, a Disney blogger, Amy, who is better known as Living Bird Life on Instagram. So Amy posts lots of things about her life, but particularly about her love of Disney. And as you say, she recently did a blog about going on a Disney cruise. I don't think she'd ever thought about going on a cruise, Disney or otherwise, but it was one of the short staycation cruises she went on with her daughter. And I think, yeah, she's completely hooked now yeah. as well. So but she's written a series of blogs for us covering all sorts of topics. They're on the website. There's a, a few more coming soon. Look out for those. It's been been great work. She's you know, a long-time client of ours and she very kindly agreed to, to do these exclusive blogs just for us. It, it makes you want to go on another Disney holiday, doesn't it? It does. I mean, I think her, her photographs are amazing. And particularly, you know, when her daughter was younger and they visited the parks, then she, the, the clothes that she had. And yeah, I would definitely go and check it out. So Livy Bird Life on Instagram. So I'd definitely get following her if you're a Disney fan, which I'm sure most of our listeners, I don't know why you'd be listening to us if you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> People were stalking us or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So, so as we said, we'll hopefully have lots of new podcasts coming up over the next few months. We're not planning on taking any more lengthy breaks we'll be back to having our weekly podcast got some more hotel reviews coming up because we know people find those very useful planning their trips don't they yeah we've got some sort of the most requested hotels so pop century for example with the new skyliner it's really really popular family great value hotel uh, so we're going to record a podcast all about that so genie plus which is something which is for most people it's going to be something brand new so and it can be very confusing even disney themselves have admitted it's very confusing. Have you seen the videos that they put on? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. When they had to make four or five different videos to explain one thing, you think this is too confusing, isn't it? But we, we were here to explain it and to simplify it and to make your Genie Plus experience as easy as possible. Yeah. And if you've got any requests for topics for future shows, then we, we'd love to hear your suggestions. So that's all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you'd like to find out more about us, then you can visit our website, which is fairytaleholidays.co.uk and you can find all the links in the show notes. So thanks for listening. And have a magical day. Bye.